The ICO Alert Roundtable podcast is a casual discussion between members of the ICO Alert team. At no point is anything said in this podcast to be construed as legal, tax, financial, or investment advice. For sake of transparency, members of this week's Roundtable podcast own the following cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Tron, EOS, Stellar, Basic Attention Token, and Thresh Hoddle. Back, bitches. Click, clack, he's back. Money, 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 money. The money man, back in the building. Holy sh... We're not going to swear anymore. No. Thank God. <laughs> I don't have to field calls from my mother. Oh, man. It was because your mother? No. It was because some other YouTuber was getting mad. Oh, yeah. That guy. That surf. That uh, surf. He's fine. Whatever. Actually, I'm not going to swear because of him. I'm just think that, uh, you know, you don't have to swear to be cool anymore. That's true. It's F. 2018. I'll give you a golden star for that. But I actually don't care. I am going to swear when I feel it's necessary. So you don't have to listen if you don't want to. Uh, we are considering, however for the round table moving forward maybe we'll do a censored version on youtube and an uncensored version on soundcloud or vice versa so why don't you folks out there give us some feedback tell us if you like that idea if you hate that idea whatever you feel i'm commenting that i hate that idea what do you want to do just raw and uncut raw that's why that's why the people love us that is why the people love us because we're real we're raw raw we care about the flyover states You know, Meanwhile, there's probably people overseas that are like, what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> what are the flyover states? You remember when you were a kid and there would be, um, you'd ask your mom to buy you a CD, but there'd be an explicit content sticker mm. on it. That explicit content sticker with like the should be white letters and the black letters or the black mm-hmm. background, that's something that only like a 80s or 90s kid will ever know. They don't do that anymore? I don't think because you kids just listen on Spotify now. Ah, I don't kids. buy CDs. Do you buy CDs? No. Uh, remember the mature rating on video games? Yeah. And oh, like, do they have that still? I think they, they do. They have that. It's like the ESRB, Entertainment something rating, ratings mm-hmm. bureau. God. Anything that ends in bureau, I'm just like, fucking shoot me in the face. Literally five <laughs> minutes in, you could not stop cussing. <laughs> we're trying to make this kid friendly, apparently. No, we're not. Kids don't watch this show. True. If they do, man, they're some baller kids because they're in the game early. Love you guys. All right. So anyway, roundtable back. Q's back. Where you been, buddy? What happened? I was... I got sick. That's that's as clean as I can say it. And it wasn't because of Hoshokan. I know all of you in the office thought I was... Like somehow still hung over from Hoshokan five days later. It was not that. I woke up, I was like shaking in the bed. I never get sick. I don't know what happened, but I was I was out. Well, it was like a one day. It was like a one day thing, right? It or was like, like a two a, day. Yeah, it was like a one and a half day thing. You might have had food poisoning. Maybe. Did you eat any TGI Fridays? I don't do chains. Oh, neither do I. Because I ate at TGI Fridays and got food poisoning two times in a row. Ooh. I gave them a chance after mm. the first time, and they mm. got me again. So, mm. anyways, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm glad to be back. Uh, I missed all of my roundtablers and my one night. Well, Ryan did a great job filling in for you. We even had people comment that they like him better than you now. Yeah, a lot of people say that, so I'm not phased. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, let's dive into um, some of the topics. Unless we're going to cover some of the comments from last week. Um, Your choice, I know, buddy. Well, why don't we why don't we dive into some of the news? So, yeah, uh, one of the biggest stories from this week has been 
a coin called Ravencoin, ticker RVN. If you're in crypto, you've been keeping up with the news at all, you've seen a massive pump. And actually, mm. uh, Pete Kay, who we talk about on the show quite a lot, Bitkenstein's table, um, he actually um, held some Ravencoin. And he said the amount of Ravencoin he held did like a 6x yesterday, and he sold mm, it. Lucky dog. Yeah. I remember those days. <laughs> so good for Pete. Uh, at least someone out here is, you know, making their making their change because we're freaking <laughs> scraping the bottom of the barrel over Absolutely. here um but anyway you know Ravencoin. i had to look more into it wanted to tell you folks about it mm-hmm. uh just the volume on binance alone i looked into it yesterday it was the volume from Ravencoin alone was 23 million dollars yesterday over the other ones the next closest one was like 3 million or 2 million uh, volume on, on Binance. On Binance. Yeah. So Ravencoin was dominating Binance yesterday. I think I looked this morning. It was still dominating today. Uh, just some major FOMO or money or something getting into that coin. And the first time I ever heard about it was when this pump started. That's C- that's the CZ effect right there. Because I guarantee it was doing no volume at the start of October. And now it's dominating Binance. I, yeah, that's a CZ effect. Cause he initially talked about it. We looked this up. He initially talked about it uh, like early October and it's all a little bit. Yeah, you, you said before we started the show that there were three catalysts that sort of set off Ravencoin. What were the three catalysts that set it off? Yeah, so it was, it was the initial CZ tweet that said something to the effect of like, he liked what you know uh, Ravencoin was doing. That was an initial pump. The second was the actual listing on Binance. And then the third pump was, and I'll let you talk about it, was the release, the announcement of their mainnet. Right, yeah, and that was that kind of came in, that kind of integrated in with the, with the Binance listing, I think. Well, well, so the Binance listing was actually October 12th, mm. um, but they did recently just announce they're going to do a mainnet launch. For anyone out there that's wondering, what the hell is Ravencoin? Why do they keep talking about this project? Uh, Ravencoin is... Um, it's basically a way for people to peer-to-peer share uh, tokenized assets. So one of the one of the examples they gave that was one of the easier ways for me to understand it was in their white paper. They talked about if somebody wanted to start a lemonade stand and they wanted to raise money, they could sell a hundred shares of that lemonade stand, um, and then they would be able to basically fund the lemonade stand, make money, and then pay out dividend dividends according to who actually bought, you know, Evans Lemonade Stand. What would that be? ELS. Mm. Whoever bought my ELS tokens if I had the lemonade stand. But now, so this actually gets into like interesting sort of areas because it sounds like exactly like a security to me. It is. It would be a security. But it's almost like if it's peer to peer, I mean, it's kind of like a way to do like a family and friends round. It's a, yeah, it's like a micro STO. A micro STO is what we call it. We are literally patenting that right now. Yeah, so don't take that term. Don't take that. But essentially, micro STO.io. You could, yeah, it's, it's for, Anybody, you and me, could tokenize any type of asset. If I wanted to tokenize that GameCube over there uh, and GameCube, the price of a single GameCube shot up and people had you know, a percentage of that GameCube right. paid out in dividends, micro STO right there. So yeah, it's and it actually has some interesting backing too. Uh, Patrick Byrne, who is the CEO of Overstock.com, if you know anything about him, Overstock.com started accepting crypto years back. 
Mm. Uh, and it really helped them out by accepting payments in crypto. Actually, the uh, the famous blockchain Zach Gall from Everything EOS, uh, you might have heard of him if you're watching our channel. Uh, probably not, though. He <laughs> he actually bought patio furniture, I think, earlier this year on Overstock with, with crypto. With EOS. That was the, the main like catalyst of that, is that they were accepting not... Because a lot of places accept Bitcoin. Uh-huh. They were they accept like multiple. I'm talking, like I think, probably like around 20. Really? Yeah, so they, they were accepting EOS. I almost did this, um, but I didn't have a patio, so um, uh, couldn't do it. Too bad but, you didn't buy your dog back then. You could have bought like some dog. I'm sure mm. Overstock has dog cages or bowls or something. Most of it is just uh, like furniture and just home, uh, home stuff, which okay. is why uh, I didn't sell my EOS at the time. It was actually right before a dump too. Yes. Yeah, it was perfect. So it was, yeah, I remember Gall talking about it. He said it was a good, uh, it was a good sell for him. It was mm. like he sold and then bought patio furniture mm. all in one step. And it was actually good for him because it dumped. So for all you Everything EOS fans out there, if you can't believe it, Zach Gall, Blockchain Zach, he actually sold EOS at one point in his life. So if he says he's a lifetime <laughs> hodler, he's lying about that. You, you want to hear the volume on Ravencoin October 6th? Like yeah. Like the actual USD volume? $214,357. That's across all exchanges? It's a coin market cap. They aggregate everything. And now on October 23rd, it is now 167 million. Yeah, that's intense. Wow. Yeah. That's across all. Okay, that's across all exchange. What other exchanges are they on? I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, I can check that out. Um, so obviously Binance, the next biggest Binance one. Binance is the big one. Yeah, Bittrex, Upbit, Cryptopia, who we've talked to with those guys. It's just so, it's just so weird to me that... Like they're on, they're on Upbit, they're on Cryptopia, Bit, what is it, Bittrex? Like those aren't small exchanges, but the, the Binance pump, the mm-hmm. amount of volume they're seeing on Binance is crazy. Speculation, baby. It's it's just FOMO, I think maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's not just FOMO. I, I think that you know, obviously, um, Patrick Burns, a smart guy, him getting into it and giving it a shot of confidence, uh, you know, says something about it. I think that there's a good utility for it. Um, another interesting thing that was in their white paper that I thought was a little bit peculiar was the thing about regulation. Yeah, they're not going to be able to do this, I don't think, in the United States. Right, Way because it does actually sound like a security, even if it's at that micro level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how like friends and family funding works. Obviously, the SEC is not going to get involved if your 12-year-old niece wants to run a lemonade stand and we all pitch in. Who knows? Yeah, who Good. knows? Those guys are <laughs> bastards. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think um, I don't think they'll be able to run this specific, uh, you know, project in the United States. I, it just seems like it might like an STL. So, yeah. Um, What'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Definitely, definitely. What's the next What's the next piece of news we got here? Oh God! It's my favorite time of the week. We're starting a new segment here, Q, and we started it a little bit without you last week. This new segment is called Goodtron, Badtron. So all Badtron. Don't say that. We have viewers <laughs> who are passionate about Tron. Sorry, sorry, Tronies. Sorry, <laughs> Tronies. <laughs> so uh, we're going to start a new segment here. It's going to be called Goodtron, Badtron, maybe every week. But if there's not enough news every week, we'll just do it whenever it's appropriate. Um, and we're going to go over a couple new Tron pieces of news here. They have been in the news a lot lately with partnerships or partnerships yeah hard, um, hard quotations yeah so we're gonna look into this and i'm gonna you know we'll sit here and and dictate whether these are good moves by tron or bad news by tron because 
I, as I said on the last episode with Ryan here, I'm on the fence with Tron. I think that there's a, uh, you know, they're obviously a real contender in the space. They've got a massive market cap. They've got a ton of, they've got a big war chest to actually get shit done with. But sometimes they get a little bit too, like, let's announce an announcement. Let's overhype this. And uh, mm. I wish they would just, you know, get to the point with stuff. So the first thing we have here is that Tron has just released a role-playing game. This is Justin Sun who actually tweeted this out himself. Now, the role-playing game, as we're showing you on the screen here, uh, it's in Chinese completely. So we don't really having know. having a good time here, <laughs> clicking pages. We don't really know. that. The only thing we figured out here is that um, you have spirit, you have gold. Uh, it seems like when you click the bottom page, it does something different than the top page. Do, do you ever uh, read one of those Goosebump, like choose your own adventure? Yeah. That's what this that's is. That's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, this is that's what this is. And it looks like a role-playing game where you can get more spirit. Like you start with 100 spirit, and then as you turn the page, you either get less or more I'm sure there's a story going on here in these Chinese characters. Yeah, the music is really good. Oh, yeah. Don't don't no, play it. No, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, anyway. I actually do like the music in it, though. But here's the thing. Um, and you were a big player of CryptoKitties. So this is obviously just a rudimentary version of a blockchain game. This isn't something that's going to, like, be in the World Series of Gaming next year. But... What is your comparison to this? Because it's obviously something that needs to interact with the blockchain. Like how how much smoother is this than CryptoKitties or is it less smooth? I mean, like w when this game seems like it's interacting with the blockchain. Uh, and of course, we'll know more when the English version comes out. Mm -hmm. But what, do you, what are your thoughts on this as like an early version of, of a game based on Tron? I, I mean, my initial reaction is, is this game on the blockchain? And... and like I don't know the actual details, but I'm sitting here playing with the game, and I haven't had to do what I normally do on Ethereum games, which is have a MetaMask open, be clicking through the transactions, right? Um, so my initial, at what point am I going to interact? At what point is TRX involved? Um, right. That's my initial reaction, but that could be a good thing, right? The, what we had said uh, earlier, and that this is like a mantra in the office, is if blockchain is going to be adopted, it has to feel like it's not being used. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, that's my initial feeling. In CryptoKitties, every transaction you're doing, certainly that's different. You're right. not like playing well, In CryptoKitties is more of like an asset, trading assets. This seems like kind of like a very early version of kind of like an RPG type thing. I mm -hmm. think it's maybe just used to show, and again, it's in Chinese, so we, <laughs> we don't know a ton about it, but uh, it Justin Sun said the English version was going to come out soon, uh, and I'm going to get my wife to play this and actually tell me what the hell's going on. So maybe on the next episode of Good Tron, Bad Tron, we'll figure it out for you. So would you say this is Good Tron or Bad Tron? I would say right now that there's such a low level that this is Good Tron. Wow, Good Tron, score one for you. Holy shit! So Good Tron's winning over Bad Tron, one nothing, and. Uh, this is going to take us to our next piece of news about Tron, which is a potential meeting. And now this is actually now when Tron usually comes out with news, they say that it's Justin Sun speculates on, oh, we're going to partner with like a big multi-billion dollar corporation. But then he never actually tells you who it is or it turns out it's like a vendor agreement or something. <laughs> so in our latest news, there's actually a tweet that came out from uh, CZ from Binance, the man, the myth, the legend himself. And he actually said that um, he's going to meet with Justin's son tomorrow-ish. So I'm guessing, I don't know, sometime either today or in the next couple of days. Uh, and this is CZ saying it himself, who he's usually pretty 
straightforward guy. He's not just going to make stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, if, if CC's saying it, then yeah. I mean. But here's no here's argument. my question now. Now let's do a little speculation. Tron's already on Binance, right? Okay. So this isn't a listing thing. Um, so what do you think this meeting could potentially be about? So they have a Binance Labs, which is like an incubation. So it could possibly be a cooperation between Binance and Tron on any projects that are building on Tron. So if I have a project building on Tron, obviously if I know Justin's son, uh, they can get that over to Binance Labs and Binance can incubate us. If Tron doesn't already have their own incubation yeah. like like uh, program, but um, I know I know they I know Binance is looking to really you know up the Binance Labs section of that that website. Um, so maybe that's it. So my speculation here is much more intense. Oh God, conspiracy theory. <laughs> no, this is not a conspiracy theory. But this would be really good for Tron if it does come true. I think that um, Tron is going to eventually try to become um a a pair on binance hmm. and i could see that if you see justin sun and cz meeting a lot if tron i could see tron actually becoming a pair on binance that's not a bad guess because they have that they've got that chinese connection mm -hmm. uh tron is i mean i don't know what their volume is we could maybe look it up real quick they're very liquid they're already trading they've got a huge community out there um, so I'm interested to see maybe Binance is looking into creating more pairs. Um, and I'm not saying it might, it would be just Tron at one at once, like the only one to do it, yeah. but maybe they're going to introduce, you know, five more pairs at once and Tron could be one of them. Yeah. I don't, I mean, that, that sounds like a way more actionable thing than what I said. Yeah. So, um, that's just a crazy amount of speculation. This is not investment advice. I'm probably way off base, but Hey, I mean, I think that would be a really good thing for Tron. Mm -hmm. uh, I think either way, CZ meeting, actually tweeting that he's going to meet with Justin Sun, not just Justin Sun mentioning that he met like a famous person for the way he usually tweets. Yeah. Um, the way Justin Sun usually tweets is bad Tron. Um, but this is actually another example of good Tron. So Tron... It's good this week, man. We like it. Um, love, it love it. Love it. <laughs> My only, I think the only concern there is wouldn't Litecoin or uh, EOS be a pair to be added first? Well, that's what I mentioned. I'm not saying, I'm not going to say that Tron would be the only one. Oh, okay. But okay. maybe there's a group that, that uh, Binance is looking to add as pairs okay. and Tron could be included in that yeah. group. I do think Litecoin, uh, Ripple, well, maybe not Ripple, um, Oh God, now the Ripple community is going to hate us no. again. Uh, I do think, Run. <laughs> yeah, I do think Litecoin, obviously, um, EOS, even maybe, I don't know, it, pairs are hard because you have to have a volume. You have to prove that you have volume trading for uh, um, an exchange to go out of their way and list you as a pair. Yeah. So, and, and it's interesting. We actually have an interview coming up with, uh, with a marketplace called 3BX and they don't have any pairs. It's all just open trading uh, asset to asset, which is, which is interesting, and it yeah. actually, as a use case, is a lot easier for your end user. Yeah, definitely. I, I loved when when we did our research and then when we, when we were talking to them, I love the fact that everybody's opening an exchange right now. It's yeah. like, exchanges are the new ICOs. I've been saying that you know for the last two months, where they are, you know, our first question was, well, like, how do you differentiate yourself? Well, we're not an exchange. Like they're choosing to go a totally different route as opposed to, oh, let's just, you know, make another exchange and how am I going to compete? Okay, you're not going to compete with Binance, obviously, but what about the other hundred exchanges right. 
so I like the fact that 3BX is, you know, making a marketplace of sorts where you can trade one crypto for another. It's more community based. Um, only issue like holding funds in escrow. That's that's tough for me in 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 that sense. But it's the same thing as far well, it's as the like, same thing as Binance, yeah, Binance when they have your yeah. keys. Yeah, agreed, agreed. But it has a Dex feel. Uh, but at the same time, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I like the project and I like yeah. the, the direction it's going, um, with the marketplace feel. So yeah, I, I love the interview. Uh, yeah, I was, I was actually pleasantly surprised with three BX too. A lot of stuff they're doing is really cool. Mm -hmm. They've got a little OTC section, uh, on their, on their marketplace where if you know someone that's looking for a specific thing, you can basically trade it off market. Yeah. Without uh, affecting. Yeah, price. without affecting price or anything like that. So that's pretty cool. Um, but anyway, you'll have to stay tuned. We'll, we're going to catch up with uh, Chris a bit later in this episode. Mm -hmm. Let's move on to the next item on our agenda, which is another stablecoin. A lot of uh, similarities between this week and last week's episode. Yeah, stable. Well, except that you don't. You were missing possibly the best co-host of all time. <laughs> uh, Let's hear about it. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, USDC... Uh, I think was launched just today. So if you're listening to it on Wednesday, yesterday, or Coinbase was able to make an announcement saying that they will be providing a stable coin as well, which if you're paying attention to the market at all, uh, is something that's literally happening every day. Yeah, uh, a lot of stable feel, coins coming around. Yeah, I think the general feeling in the office is uh, that there's a bit of a bubble. Uh, I'm not saying that, that stable coins are, you know, I think they're a great idea, uh, but the the amount of stable coins that are coming out and are all of them going to be here next year? That's a whole other like equation. Well, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a bubble per se, but I think that there's I think there's an opportunity that a lot of people are sensing right now with the whole tether fiasco, uh, and I think. You know, last week we talked about a couple, uh, someone even commented on our YouTube video, which we I can give them a big shout out as soon as I find them, but they actually said that uh, they they said DAI stablecoin and they said that was the best one. So I haven't had a chance to look into that, but- Which one is that? Always want to give shout outs to our to our commenters. Mm. I'm not even sure what it is. I, I'll have to look into it. But um, this, this one here, you know, it's another one that might be taking advantage of the opportunity um, of these of these of this tether you know issue and people not trusting tether but i was actually talking to dimitri uh who's a bit of a finance expert he thinks that it's going to be a slow parsing out of people moving from tether to these other stable coins and mm. that eventually maybe each exchange will have their own stable coin because at the end of the day as we said last week these stable coins are really only there for you to kind of get around the volatility of the market so it's a good tool for every exchange to have um, so if every exchange has their own stable coin, then eventually you might not have that tether pair on every market that you see now. Yeah, I think tether has that first mover advantage. Uh, but like a lot of new projects, like if you look at coin market cap two, three years ago, there's a lot of projects that had that first mover advantage that aren't there anymore. Right. So there, it could, you could not see tether there, uh, a year from now. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are a lot of use cases that we're not considering for stable coins. Um, but like the, the main use case, obviously, being able to house your crypto without turning it into fiat uh, is, is great. Um, right. Yeah, I think just being able to house, I, I think, honestly, uh, stable coins are going to become, and I heard this somewhere, so it's not an original thought, like all of my ideas. Um, but I heard that stable coins 
would be the next banks and that kind of what do you think about that because that's where people are going to store their crypto yeah it's interesting i mean you can say stable coins will be the next banks and i think people that want that I, I, this is pure conjecture so this is my opinion and yeah. trust me i'm not smarter than anyone watching but i think people saying that maybe their consideration is that having a an actual peg token that's provably pegged would be less subject to any kind of manipulation. So like in a bank, when I go give them $100, it's pretty much like, and it's gone. Like they just, <laughs> it, the bank just takes it and they do whatever the hell they want with it. It goes into bonds and derivatives and all this crazy shit. And they're making a ton of money with my money. And if I want to withdraw, they're really just moving numbers on a screen. They don't have everyone's money. Mm. And so if you actually have a, a token that's pegged, um, that could actually in turn be like, okay, I know if I have, um, you know, $50,000 in CUSD or USDC or whatever it is, whatever, whatever stable coin you think, um, then I know that it's actually there because this has been backed, this has been audited, it's been tokenized, every mm -hmm. dollar in there has been accounted for. But on the other hand, I think it might be kind of wishful thinking because if you look at the way that Tether was created, it's such a shady shit show. Yeah. And right now, Tether is still the primary stable coin. Yeah, I, well, because it's it's been proven to not be, it hasn't dropped to sixty cents. It hasn't dropped to well, seventy yeah, it cents. It flash crashed to sixty three cents Did last it? week. Yeah. It, uh, for how long? It, it was quick. Oh, like a yeah. Okay, yeah. So if you held it for longer than a, than a right. minute. Or so, two. so here's a good question for you then. Okay. If you saw Tether floating around eighty cents mm, for say twenty four hours, Oof. would you jump in? No. Well, first of all, I would be uh, completely losing my mind if I went into Tether previous to that little dip for 24 hours. Like yeah. I can understand a flash crash, although not really. Uh, <laughs> right. But because they're supposed to be, you know, pegged to the USD. It's supposed to be a stable currency, stable yeah. coin. So if it stayed at 80 cents for 24 hours, I would have no trust in it whatsoever. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't get in? That's a good freaking question. It is. It is. What do you guys think at home? If you're watching, tell me what you think. Because the, here's the thing. I At the end of the day, it's going to be the market's confidence that Tether is actually tied to a dollar. Or even if you don't think it's tied to a dollar, it's your confidence that everyone else mm. thinks it's tied to a dollar. Yeah. Or it's your confidence that these exchanges need it to be tied to a dollar. That mm. might be the play. Is If you see Tether drop to $0.60, cents, $0.70, cents, you might be like, well, hey, I don't know if this is audited correctly. I don't know if this is a good investment. Mm -hmm. I think it's shady. But at the end of the day, I know that these exchanges are going to lose a shit ton of money or because they've got, they have to hold USDT to mm -hmm. keep that as a pair. Interesting. And they're the ones that are going to make sure that it stays at a dollar. Mm. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what exchange you're on. Who knows where those orders are coming in from? Agreed. Agreed. So the, these exchanges, especially in the crypto space, they could manipulate Tether to stay at a dollar. I mean, I'm shocked that Tether stays at a dollar. Yeah. And that's the reason that it has support from the community that it does have. Is yeah. That it, does, it has stayed at a dollar. Or, I mean, the, like you're saying, there's a flash crash. But for the most part, staying around 97 to 102, something yeah, like that. It usually stays in that range. Yeah. I think if it went down to 80 cents for... 24 hours, something's wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, I would say probably an exchange has given up wash trading it to keep it where it's at or whatever. Jeez. I mean, this is crazy speculation yeah, on my part, but 
I don't know. I, I don't trust it, but at the same time, it's like it's game theory. Do I think that the exchanges are gonna do what they have to do to keep it at a dollar? Mm. That's my take on it. Yeah. But I'm I'm very pessimistic. So just to clear something up for from what we talked about where this all started, it's actually Coinbase announcing support for USDC. Oh, okay. It's a circle uh, issued stablecoin. Okay, so tell me about Circle because you seem to know a little bit more about them than I do. I think Circle is has a little bit of like a Robin Hood feel. Uh, you can uh, you know, go okay. onto the app. Very cool. You can go onto the app and they they uh, I believe they back not back but they they support eleven coins. So mm -hmm. if you go on there, you can tr buy and, and sell. Uh, you know, eleven different coins. Right. So it's like a, it's like a Robin Hood, but they also have you know apparently issued their own uh, stable coin. So uh, and I'm sure they have all the regulation taken care of. I think Circle's a a United States based company. So they need to have that, you know, ready. Um, yeah. I mean, the, I think that again, my opinion is that there will be a ton of stable coins, but the ones that are out right now, I don't know if they'll be around in a little while other than the, you know, Gemini's or the circles of the world. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, you know, Ryan was preaching hardcore stable coins. I know, um, Dimitri's always interested in these kind of like weird derivative stable coins with oil futures and stuff like that. <laughs> and so we'll see what happens with, with the marketplace. And it actually kind of does play back into Ravencoin with you being able to actually tokenize something that's usually a stable asset. Mm. Um, because at the end of the day, if it truly is something that's accounted for, there's no reason like, okay, for example, Masterworks. So well, Masterworks. We, we might have talked about Masterworks before on the show. Um, if you're not familiar with it, Masterworks.io they take um, precious works of art. I think they have an Andy Warhol, an original Andy Warhol. Um, uh, Monet. No. Yeah, they have a Monet too, but they have the, the Warhol. Who's the woman? Oh, my God. I, from the Pittsburgh. Mona Lisa. No, it's not Mona Lisa. Anyway, the prints he does of the famous woman, it, I swear to God, they're going to take my Pittsburgh card away from me Ooh. after this one. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's an original piece of art. It's a precious piece of art. Um and what they're going to do is actually tokenize it and sell it off as a security. There should be no reason that that would ever have crazy price manipulation. That's mm. going to be pretty standard as far as like what the price is. It's going to fluctuate with the art market. It's going to fluctuate with the Andy Warhol specific art market. But it's not going to do all this crazy manipulative stuff that you see in the, in the stock market or uh, in crypto, especially with, with um, speculation. Got it. Um, so I think the more we see prices actually be be pegged to something that's real mm -hmm. the maryland the marilyn monroe that's her name like they we know that masterworks has this marilyn monroe i mean unless they're like really pulling some bullshit but they're <laughs> sec compliant so we know that you know finally the sec does something good for once but we know they have this we know we that, didn't mean that <laughs> we know sec guys we don't mean it we know that this these tokens represent a portion of that piece of art you can now own a precious piece of art that you never could in the past because you don't have to buy the whole thing anymore mm. and so stable coins like that i think are actually going to be really awesome but at the same time like I said with Tether, it's you're not gonna make, you're not gonna become a millionaire. You're not gonna hundred x on Masterworks. You might hundred x on Masterworks, but it's it's gonna take a while. Yeah, yeah, because it's it mirrors more of the traditional market. Yeah, it's not gonna be a speculative like it. pump. It's gonna be okay. This Marilyn Monroe piece, it's yeah. it's in the market. We understand the value now. It's gonna 
hopefully continuously keep going up because it's a precious piece of art. But it's not going to do 100x overnight. Unless I burn all the rest of the Andy Warhol images and it's the only Andy Warhol left. That is one way you could do that, but I think you'd be breaking more than securities laws at that point. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Any Is there any other big news you'd like to talk about this week? I need to shout out uh, one guy. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Big Try shout out. Are we going to knight him? We Are we going to dub thee? Can we? I don't know I if we have we the sword. No, we don't have the sword. All right. AKA. Here, do some filler time. I've got 10 seconds to find this guy. All right. Um, I don't know. There's really not a whole lot going on uh, that I want to talk about more this week. I do want to get some feedback from you guys on Goodtron, Badtron. Uh, we want to continue covering coins that are in the news. So if you like us talking about Ravencoin, last week we covered Zero uh, X. There actually is something interesting I wanted to mention about Zero X from last week as well. Zero um, X pretty much pumped because they were listed on Coinbase. And now there's a lot of people out there that are speculating on what the next thing to get listed on Coinbase is. But if you take a look today on CoinMarketCap and you look at Zero X in their exchange volume, Coinbase isn't even the number one exchange for 0x volume. Hmm. It's Binance. Yeah. So it's almost like a Binance listing means more. Means more. Mm. But a Coinbase, there's less on there. And you have to consider there's all these people speculating is Stellar going to get listed? Is Basic Attention Token going to get listed? Uh, I forget what the other ones are. I think Zcash was one. <laughs> Monero. People, people were speculating on these to get listed because they think it's going to pump. But the more coins that get listed on, on, coin, or on Coinbase, the less value they're going to have, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say when the bull market does return that Coinbase is the primary on-ramp for just non-regular crypto traders. Yeah. Uh, so when they see that, like, 100%, it's just psychology, right? They see that, like, what is what is ZRX at right now? It's in the cents. I don't, I don't remember specifically. The, oh, I want to buy one Bitcoin, or can I buy 10 billion, you know, yeah. or 10, 100,000 ZRX? They're going to do that. So when the bull does return, when the not regular crypto trader does come back into the market, as the cycle always does, that ZRX has the potential to, you know, really do yeah. something. No, I think I think that's a good point, actually. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate that sort of alternate viewpoint on things. And you have to also consider that there's more people right now that aren't in crypto than there are people in crypto. Yeah. So Definitely. whenever, being that Coinbase is like that primary on-ramp to get into the space, um, and like you said, when you see ZRX is like, well, shit, I can buy one one hundredth of a Bitcoin or yeah. I can buy like 50 ZRX. Yeah. And what if ZRX goes to that Bitcoin price? And it's, you know, it's noobs that don't look at market cap or total supply or anything like that. So I, I agree. I agree with you. It, it, it does have more of an impact than just the volume on the day that it's, that it's listed on an exchange. Cool. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I think we're in agreement there. Um, the only thing I had, I that was great filler, actually. <laughs> like great content. Uh, the only thing I had, uh, you know, I talked with a guy over at Fork Delta, which is the fork of Ether Delta, a decentralized exchange. They're one of the top, uh, you know, uh, in, in ether volume for 24 hours uh, if you you know visit sites that show that um but i i you know met with a guy uh actually i, I talked with him arseny ivanov uh we talked for a little while really cool guy love what they're doing at ether delta uh fork delta actually um 
but I wanted to shout you out. He said he loved the round table. I uh, said he liked our content, mostly mine, not Ev's. Um, but <laughs> That's because he was talking to you, not me. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I told him that I'd, I'd shout you out. Uh, so shout out, uh, Arseni. Uh, thanks for listening to the podcast. We love longtime listeners, man. Uh, we'll knight uh, you on the next podcast. How about that? And I think, you know, we always try and keep up with our YouTube comments. We've been getting away from that a little bit. But if you comment on this YouTube video this week, oh, we're going to be in Malta next week. Mm, yes. Okay. That is true. So look out for us in Malta next week. I don't know if how together the roundtable will be, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. We'll film it on a camera with, you know, we'll film it on an iPhone yeah, yeah, yeah. if we have to. Cool. Or we'll yeah. just do audio next we're, week. We're going to get this stuff done. We're yeah, going to do it. For you guys. So if you, again... We love the YouTube comments. Uh, if there's 40 of them, obviously we can't read every single one. If there's a specific coin that you like that's in the news, mention it to us, man. Link mm. us the article. We'll look into it. Um, you know, we wanna we wanna talk about this. We wanna speculate on this stuff just like you guys do. And uh, you know, that's it, man. Let's let's make this uh, let's make this community better together. Wow, I'm inspired. I want to run through a brick wall right now. Where is it? <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's about it for us then. Mm -hmm. Yep. We, we're running into the interview with 3BX, guys. Enjoy. All right. Without further ado, we are here with the CTO of one of the newer and more premier exchanges out there. We're going to learn about all about it today. This is Chris Christopher Forte. Do you prefer Chris or Christopher? Uh, either one. It's good. All right, 3BX. What, uh, now, we actually heard about you first at HoshoCon. We've been doing a little bit of research to get prepared for this interview. Tell me, what, uh, you know, what is 3BX all about? What makes you guys different from all the other exchanges out there? Uh, well, to start, uh, we kind of push ourselves more towards uh, being a marketplace. So we're a community-driven digital asset marketplace. Um, kind of meaning we're an open platform for trading that allows uh, digital assets as a generic term. Uh, currently, we support crypto, but we plan on expanding into other kinds of digital assets, whether it would be like things like uh, crypto kitties or tokenized assets or, um, you know, we've even looked at concert tickets or sporting mm. event tickets. So uh, one of the big things that we're kind of differentiating ourselves from traditional exchanges would be, you know, uh, a wider range of support for uh, different assets um, and kind of a... a a platform, a, a trading platform with more freedom for the user. So what that kind of means is you can trade with uh, no market impact. Uh, we don't have trading pair restrictions, so you can trade any of our supported assets into any of the other ones. Um, and we have a kind of a, a simple, more familiar interface for the user. So, so uh, we hope to, I'm sorry. Uh, just tell us a little bit about, because uh, I think one of the coolest things that me and Ev saw when we were doing a little bit of research, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the no trading pairs and where that idea came from, because that that's relatively unique to your platform from what we've seen. Yeah, um, I mean, there's thousands of cryptos out there, thousands of tokens. There's, you know, the the um, the collection of assets out there is is huge. So when you start getting into these exchanges with fixed trading pairs, you have these markets with very low liquidity, and it's causing a lot of issues with traders, especially mm -hmm. with some of the ICOs and new tokens. It's hard to trade them without drastically affecting the market value. Um, so we wanted to kind of eliminate that confusion behind trading pairs and kind of open it up to uh, any crypto and any crypto. I know uh, personally, uh, as a trader, you know, I've had to go through many different trading pairs to get, you know, a coin that I wanted. Uh, and it's a little frustrating. 
Yeah, I love that idea. I think uh, you know most of the big exchanges that I use, there's you always got to find a pair first if you want to get into something. And if I wanted to get into a coin that's not necessarily paired with everything, then I have to get into one of the big four or one of the big five. So I think that's an awesome way to to run things on your end. But it does make me question then um, if you're going to create no pairs at all. Uh, how are you guys going to deal with some of the volume issues that might come with maybe more of the obscure uh, tokenized assets trading with some of the, you know, the lesser known tokenized assets? I mean, obviously, we're always going to have an issue with um, kind of pushing traffic towards the lesser known coins. Uh, one thing we hope to do is, is bring on interesting companies that we can really inform our user base about, um, create kind of a community around these coins. Uh, really educate people around the companies behind the coins to try to drive traffic. Um, as far as, you know, the risks of low liquidity, you know, we don't really have those. Uh, because we're an open marketplace, we aggregate all of our market values from external sources. So even if it's a very uh, kind of obscure coin or it's a, an obscure asset, um, you don't have to worry about some of the risks like uh, market impact or price slippage with your trading. So even if it's a very uh, a coin with very low liquidity, even in our market, um, you know, we're kind of leaving it up to the community to drive traffic. Mm -hmm. So another one of our features is like private offers. So we allow people to put private offers onto the platform and share it between their circles to kind of uh, provide an alternative to like an OTC uh, marketplace. So some of it we're giving back to the community so that if, if they want to do a trade for uh, an obscure coin to another obscure coin, you know, they can promote their own offers. So uh, we hope that between those kind of features, we can drive traffic to, to all of the pairs. Interesting. How, how does your coin uh, play into this? We released uh, our ERC-20, it's an ERC-20 token called the Threshold Token. Uh, we released it to externalize fees from the assets. So another thing that we kind of wanted to avoid is, mm -hmm. you know, if you trade on a lot of these exchanges and you buy one Bitcoin, uh, you, you don't necessarily get one. They take fees out of the traded asset. Um, and for us, that was kind of problematic when we support uh, non-fungible tokens. So, you know, I use a, a book as an example. Uh, if I buy a book from you and you take a fee and you rip a page out, you know, that's not very good. Or a Lego set, that's, that's another good example. If I gave you a Lego set and took a fee of, you know, one random piece, don't do that. You know, you're not going to be too happy, yeah. So when we start trading non-fungible tokens like CryptoKitties or tickets or eBooks or you know, you know, and you know, name any digital asset uh, out there, you know, we can't take a piece of it while we trade it. So uh, we introduced our own token to kind of solve that problem, um, and it also introduced a very interesting mechanism for us to, uh, to lower our fees through promotions. Uh, the sign-up referrals, as I think you guys have seen, uh, if you sign up, we give you threshold tokens. Uh, we plan on doing an airdrop. You know, we can reduce your fees uh, drastically by giving you back, you know, the kind of the coin that drives trading. So uh, we hope that the the coin, even though it's an extra step that a lot of people aren't used to, uh, has a lot of benefits and can kind of outweigh the, the the cons. Yeah, I think this is pretty innovative. You guys are definitely going with some concepts and solving a lot of the issues that we see with these existing platforms. So tell me now, what is going to be your strategy then to acquire users and, you know, grab a user base full of people that will be using 3BX in the future? Um, I mean, currently we're trying to go after a lot of the coin companies. So we're trying to partner with kind of innovative companies pushing forward the, 
the industry um, and leveraging their communities um, through you know, education, giveaways, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we're trying to partner with companies to, to kind of share communities. Um, we're, we're doing quite a bit of giveaways as a very kind of intro, introduction to 3BX. We're only about two months old, so um, you know we're very new in, in our, our release. Um, and then we're just trying to get the, the word out there. We're going to conventions, uh, meetups, mm. uh, interviews like your own, uh, like, like this, just to, to try to inform people. Cause it is a little different. We've had a little bit of, you know, confusion around, you know, uh, I mean, one of the biggest questions is, you know, why would you start one like this if with Binance, like, how do you compete with Binance? And it's like, well, you don't, you yeah. know, we're complete, we're completely different, but a lot of people have issues, um, kind of seeing past the, the, the technical side of it to, to, to get to the benefits. So, you know, we're trying to be as informative as possible. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure this is a question you get all the time, but you, you kind of have an almost an atomic swap uh, situation here where one it's almost like a uh, one person is trading, obviously another asset uh, for something else that someone else has. But you guys hold the actual uh you know do you hold the actual token in escrow or how does that work yeah we have a custodial system so everyone has their own wallets within our platform and we hold it uh for the sake of kind of an escrow for the the transactions mm. um and then when you're ready to move it out you know, it's a it's kind of what you're used to on a traditional exchange where it's a withdrawal feature um, but yeah we do hold the coin so that would be the biggest differentiator from like an atomic swap got it now, is there some sort of uh, insurance or guarantee on those escrow accounts or with your custodial, uh, you know, with your custody of the tokens or the assets? Well, I think that's a problem that everyone has in the industry, to be mm -hmm. honest with you. Um, I mean, we're going to uh, do our best to stay uh, with all the regulations, um, honor anyone's account. So, you know, we hold... Uh, quite a bit of our coin in cold storages for increased security. Um, you know, we really, we do, we've done a lot of development around the private keys and protecting, you know, how we store uh, the currencies. So outside of that, you know, it's just, it's going to be a good faith thing as, as any other exchange would be. And I think there's only, there's only a couple that have any uh, actual insurance around their, their assets. So, I mean, we, we, we hope to drive, you know, go that direction as the, right. the industry matures a little bit. But for now, I think it, it's going to be kind of just one of those industry issues. Well, and we did meet you at HoshoCon, which is the blockchain security conference. Uh, and if you've got Hosho's stamp of approval, along with some of the other companies that were there, I thought it was impressive how much they were dedicated to security and things like that. So I'm sure yep. you guys are doing your best just like everyone else out there. So kind of a trick question for you. But hey, it's, yeah. good, to, it's good to know where Testing, everybody's yeah. going in the future with this kind of stuff. So <laughs> sure. How did, how did you guys like uh, HoshoCon? I know you guys were there, obviously. Uh, how did you how did you like the conference? It was great. It was our first convention. Um, it was kind of our first, you know, uh, uh, getting 3BX out to the, the public. Mm. Um, we've been doing mostly online marketing, email, social media, you know, the, the community chats and meetups. But this is our first kind of big event. So it was good. It was It was really good. It's always interesting to see the community in Las Vegas. It, it turns out that there's quite a crypto community here. So it was a good introduction to kind of the, the Vegas scene and some of the other uh, 
close companies. De- definitely. That's something we uh, uh, saw 100%. Where are you guys located? We're in Las Vegas. You're, we're you, we're okay, a so Vegas run company. They're in okay. Vegas, baby. Got it. Got it. So we're going to need to go back sometime. <laughs> that is, yeah. that's one thing we've noticed, especially in our travels to different conferences is, uh, you know, it seems like there's a lot of nice ecosystems of crypto and blockchain based companies in each city. And Vegas was definitely no exception to that. So, uh, so just to continue on with, with some of the questions we asked earlier, uh, you know, we are ICO alert. We deal with a ton of new coins. Uh, a lot of them are, you know, uh, going down their roadmap. And at the end of that roadmap is getting listed on platforms like 3BX. So what does a project need to do for you guys to work with them so that they can, you know, get some liquidity, get some volume on your platform? Uh, well, it starts with conversation. Um, you know, we, we really are trying to list only kind of reputable um Reputable companies that have a product behind them, you know, we're trying to stay away from a lot of the scams as everyone is, obviously. Um, so it starts with the with the listing application that we have on our site. Um, it drives us to a conversation over the phone or in person. We've had a few in person. Um, we discuss the technology and what we can do for each other, and then it's it's you know it's usually a pretty simple integration. But um, the due diligence process and making sure that you know everyone has their their affairs in order is kind of important to us, especially as a U.S. based company. Mm. So um, we're trying to be as careful as possible. Uh, and then as far as the liquidity goes, it really comes down to, um, you know, kind of how our platform structure and how we want to uh, um, stimulate our, our market. So we kind of say off the record, kind of between the lines, we kind of act as a, a market maker for some of these guys. Um, and we we try to sell ourselves as an alternative to a traditional exchange. Mm. We've had a lot of uh, companies who just ICO'd uh, find our platform very unique because they can do private sales through our private offers to investors or um, to people who are still, you know, kind of getting a, getting a hold of their token. And they don't have to worry about people trying to liquidate and dropping the market value. So, you know, if someone can can jump on our site and dump, you know, every amount of coin that they have. And they don't have to worry about tanking their market. So mm. um, we're, we're kind of relying a lot of our liquidity on the company. So it's, it's just another tool for them to distribute their token and to kind of get their coin out there. Um, and then we're kind of helping along by, by pulling our, our community in and, you know, other partnerships, communities in. Interesting. Uh, so how long ago did you guys start? And I kind of wanted to get uh, a quick background on how you found yourself at 3BX uh, but how long ago did 3BX, uh, you know, begin, uh, when did the idea start and, you know, when did the platform come out and things like that? Um, technically we started last year. Uh, there was a previous, um, kind of product or vision in place. Uh, this was before I came on board, mm. um, because of some of the regulation changes and, you know, some internal stuff, uh, they, uh, they pivoted a little bit. Uh, 3BX officially became developed, started development early this year. I would say late January, early February, uh, and then we went live about two months ago. So I think about mid-August we went live uh, with this platform. Um, and then in the meantime, we've also been working on a wallet that should be released here within the next couple of weeks um, for uh, off-chain transactions. So we're we're kind of spanning into uh, kind of the digital asset field a little bit more by creating 
an off-chain platform using kind of assets, bundled assets. Um, so that should get launched pretty soon. But but yeah, most of the going public is has only been about two months. So so explain the the off-chain uh, assets a little bit more for the users that you know might not have an understanding uh, as to what that is. What what are you guys releasing here in the next couple of weeks? Sorry, uh, it's we're we have a patent pending process for for taking coins and kind of distributing it or transferring it off off chain. Mm. Uh, the closest that we can kind of uh, relate it to is is me giving you a hard wallet digitally. So you know you see some people go through transactions by just um, they they put uh, crypto in a hard wallet and they they give it physically to someone. Uh, and it's kind of the same model that you see with cash. You know, I can give you a dollar in person instead of, you know, a credit card payment or something. Uh, we're trying to do that digitally with with crypto by encapsulating it um, and kind of creating a little asset out of, you know, uh, currency. So it's a universal platform to trade off off chain. Um, it'll be a little different than what you're probably familiar with, with like a lightning network where it settles back onto the, the native chain. But um, this uh, in theory, doesn't settle back on the chain until the user wants it. So kind of, there's no time limits. Well, Chris, I got to say that you guys are definitely doing some awesome, unique stuff, uh, solving a lot of problems with the platforms that are out there right now. You said that that, that was patent pending, the off-chain stuff? Yep, we filed a patent earlier this year. Um, so we're we're going down that, that route. I think we're going to kind of use it as our, our replacement for a white paper once a... Uh, once it gets a little further along. Well, you guys are definitely ahead of the game for a lot of projects that we see, so we appreciate that. So tell the people, where can they find more about 3BX and what's going on with you guys? Uh, our, our website's uh, 3BX.com, uh, spelled out three. Um, we're currently live, like I said. Uh, it has all the links to get into the, uh, the actual trading platform. Um, we currently are Referral only, I guess. Uh, the the sign up page requires a, a referral code or an invitation code. Uh, if you go through the 3bx.com sign up link, it auto populates that for you. Uh, and then, as you guys saw, it gives you a little bit of threshold to start the account with. Um, yeah, That's we awesome. are live. Yeah. I, I want to hear about this uh, BTC giveaway. I'm the I'm the shill. I'm the the degenerate in the office. <laughs> We're, uh, we're giving away $500 worth of BTC every week uh, up through November. Um, we have a couple other giveaways coming up, and it'll, it'll probably continue you know, past that. But uh, I think our last giveaway is right around World CryptoCon. We're going we're gonna to go to World CryptoCon um, at the end of this month, early November. And uh, that, I think that following Friday will be the last one of this series. Um, but we're also going to be doing... Some some hard wallet giveaways, mm. and then uh, kind of restart the restart the process after that. So you you only have to be a user. Uh, do you have to use a certain referral code? How do how does that, how do our users nope. go and about that? The so the giveaway currently is um, you get any you get a entry into the giveaway for every time you deposit into the system, uh, successfully make a trade or um, buy some threshold token. So it is it is based on an action. Um, there's no specific referral code. It's open to all users. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, 
Q, do you have a referral code yet? You want to shill out to get yourself some more? Absolutely not. I think I'm already, <laughs> I'm going to go in here. I'm already logged in. It was a really seamless sign-up process. I was in the platform within a minute, so I appreciate you guys doing that. But, yeah, I'm going to get a little bit of threshold here and see if I can throw my hat in there. All right, folks. The platform is called 3BX. Christopher Forte, we appreciate you joining us. As always, man, do a great job. Uh, we look forward to seeing these things progress, and we'll stay in touch. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for having me today. All right. Cheers.